Hello, Path 11 podcast listeners, and thanks for tuning in. For this episode today, we have brought back Marjorie Chisari, the cranial sacral therapist that we spoke to a while ago, but we were both running a little bit short on time, and we only had about a 45-minute interview, and we have about 20 more minutes that we want to talk about, because Marjorie and I, we never got a chance to really explore or for her to explain what cranial sacral therapy does, why would somebody seek out a cranial sacral therapist, you know, what what is it helping in the body, and if you go back to our other episode, you'll hear that we were talking more about the fluid body and some of my experiences just having a session with her. So we actually wanted to give you guys just a little more insight as to why somebody would seek out cranial sacral therapy. So Marjorie, thanks for coming back on for a short little podcast here. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm pleased to be back. Thank you. Yes. So yeah, maybe we can start with with that question of why would somebody actually seek out a cranial sacral therapist? Well, there are many, many reasons. I think I'm going to start with why people call me, because I feel like the people that call me who are mostly um, finding me by referral of their friends or their family members are uh, on the website, too. They seem to be looking for um, help with anxiety Um, stress. Often that includes temporomandibular joint dysfunction, which is more commonly referred to as TMJ. They're they're grinding their teeth at night and waking up with a really uh, sore jaw type muscles, or they just feel like they're clenching during the day. Um, They might have some ear issues tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears, which could be related to the, that muscle tension. And of course, you can well imagine that that muscle tension continues down the neck, shoulders, across the chest. And most people will acknowledge that they have some anxiety, uh, stress issues, but they'll also see it initially as a separate thing. My headaches are from my shoulders and my neck, or I'm not sure if my headaches are related to my jaw issues, or or even um, digestive issues. You know, so often because of the society we live in and the way we're educated, we see these as all separate issues. And so I get called for all these separate issues, but when I listen to people talk about what's going on and when this began, um, how they're relating to it, how it's affecting their sleep, for instance, and their relationships with others. It really feels like, oh, craniosacral therapy would be perfect for you because we are really working in a very holistic way. And we are beginning um, by sort of tapping into the the nervous system, helping to rebalance the nervous system. And so starting there, you can potentially affect all kinds of of ailments, if you will, that are seen as separate, but often so connected. A great example of that is ear pain or ringing in the ears or tooth pain. 
And people often, and this makes me so sad, people will have a series of root canals um, that haven't made any difference. And it's because they're holding so much tension in their muscles, in their neck, in their shoulders, um, through the jaw, around the ears. And so the tooth pain is actually coming from the muscular tension, which is putting tension on the connective tissues and, of course, then the bones um, and all the fluids. So uh, many, many, I have many, many examples of that. People saying, well, I did this and that and sometimes very extreme things, but nothing helped. And I'm not saying that people don't have real root canals, believe me. I'm not saying that people don't get tooth infections or ear infections or, you know, have very legitimate reasons for head pain like sinus infections. But often this work can be so helpful because when a human being can find his or her way to relaxation and Sensing into what's going on in his or her own body, it can make a tremendous difference. So I don't want to downplay the usefulness of Western medicine when necessary, but I believe that craniosacral therapy is a fabulous modality for helping people um, read their own bodies and connect with their own bodies and, and recognize what the body is saying to them. So much of our nervous system is really bottom-up, reporting to the brain about what's going on in the rest of the body. It's not all about the brain saying, oh, well, now you're going to digest, and now you're going to breathe, and now you're going to breathe bigger. No. Um, you know, we can really tune in and learn a lot, and we can find our own way to health. So... Um, I've worked over the years. I've gone through phases. For a while, I was working. It seemed like every new client had fibromyalgia. Um, then I went through a phase where every new client was in recovery and a member of AA. And, of course, they were sending each other. And it was really wonderful working with these populations and seeing a great deal of success. I would never claim that 100% of everybody who saw me uh, you know, <laughs> found their way to 100% health. That would be ridiculous. But really wonderful changes. Yeah. I, I also, okay, oh, go sorry. on. No, I just wanted to say too that, you know, anybody out there that might be experiencing any lower back pain or hip pain, that was one of the reasons why I went to go see Marjorie. And uh, I experienced tremendous relief from that just through our sessions too. So I just wanted to put that out there. But go ahead, continue. Yes, and you're right. Um, I see people who have had chronic physical ailments that they just can't figure out, and they might have tried all kinds of therapy. And then it's the addition of craniosacral therapy that really helps often the other therapies become more effective. And I would say that's across the board, whether someone is in physical therapy or in talk therapy, that craniosacral therapy can be such a, a wonderfully complementary modality to add in. I've had over the years many um, psychologists who were seeing the same clients and they'll say, wow, 
after so-and-so started with you, her sessions were so much more efficient. We've been accomplishing so much more. And I love to hear that. The same thing with physical therapists. Um, you know, they'll say, oh, now that these muscles have unlocked, we're seeing something different happen. There's a lot more potential here for regaining, for example, full range of motion. So I love to hear from other practitioners Two, confirming that um, we're all working together and it's quite successful. Excellent. And do you want to explain to people what it would be like actually walking into your office and coming in for a cranial sacral session? And yes, for cranial sacral therapy, um, it's just, it's been quite amazing. I have um, witnessed differences in focus. I would say that would be the primary report that I get back from teachers, for example. So the teachers will report to the parents, the parents will report to me, and they'll see it in, um, in the classroom, of course, and also in the children's ability to focus and get their homework done. Uh, it's, that has been amazing to me. They tend to really find something in this work that's quite appealing. I think it's probably the, the slowness of it and the gentleness of it. There's nothing scary at all. They come to find out. So um, I years ago, I had the son of a doctor actually come in, and they saw such a difference in his vision. I mean, to this day, I can't exactly explain how that happened. But that was one of the cases where his father, the doctor, actually called me and said, wow. And that doctor went on to refer others to me, which is, is always a joy to have um, medical people refer people to you. And, uh, and lots of young children, you know, for, who had similar issues, similar issues, focus-wise, vision-wise. So, so it's really, really an honor to work with children. I, I so love it. And I see children for ear infections, focus issues, learning disabilities. I'm not a specialist by any means in um, special needs children, but I do work with children who are on the autis autism scale. Um, if they're very complex uh, patients, then I will send them on to um, specially trained OTs and PTs who I know who are out there doing fabulous work. But, um, but I have certainly worked with many children with Asperger's and that sort of thing. So that's, that's always a joy. And then we move on to babies. People bring me babies. And what I really love is seeing women through their pregnancy and then getting to work with their babies outside of the womb. And I'll tell you, the babies, they know me, they know the work. And anyone who works on moms and babies will tell you this is true. The babies are like, oh, yeah, I know this. I love this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they relax so well. But many times people will bring me babies because they're not nursing well, they're having sleep issues, they're, you know, their little nervous systems might be not as, um, as normal as the parents feel they should be. And often, you know, the parents need the time to settle as well and to, to really get to know their babies in a different way. And 
and kind of let their expectations relax. The babies do so beautifully. And I've had so many during the session, they're, they're at the mom's breast, which is an ideal way to work. And they will start nursing in a way that the mom will say, wow, you know, this baby never nursed for this length of time or never was so relaxed nursing before. And those babies do a lot of work during a craniosacral session. They, you can tell their little systems are really making some lovely changes. And I always tell the parents, don't be surprised if when you get this little guy or this little girl home, you know, he or she really needs to sleep. This is a lot. And so much can happen in a baby session. Just one or two sessions can make a huge difference. So that's, again, just hearing from the parents about what the changes have, um, have made for their little ones and for them. Is, it's just so rewarding. So as you can see, I get calls from all different populations and to see all different age groups. And, and I really do love that. I'm so appreciative of that. That's a really cool story about the babies, too. That's neat. Mm. And then for people to know, it's like, you know, a session, you come in and you have a massage table and it's very different than actually massage. Yes. In fact, when people call me and say, I'm calling to make an appointment for a craniosacral massage, then I always, you know, kind of stop them in their tracks and say, well, the first thing you should know is this is nothing like a massage. Yes, you'll be laying on a massage table. But, you know, in fact, one doesn't have to lay on a massage table. Sometimes I'm uh, working with children, you know, who are sort of racing around the room and we try to find things to occupy them and I'm on the floor with them or on the couch with, with mom and baby, for instance, or little children who are being read to. But an adult will be laying on her back or on her side or even prone with face in a face cradle like a massage. Um, but stay completely dressed and the touch is very, very light. So that's what they have in common is that it involves touch, but it's much lighter. There's no manipulation whatsoever. And for most of us, we're using a massage table. But I have plenty of graduates and colleagues who work, for instance, uh, in nursing homes or with hospice, and they don't have access to a massage table. They might just be, I think I mentioned this last time, doing a whole session just holding a hand. So it's lovely to be able to move around the table and, and use different contacts, but it is actually not imperative. Great. And what, what's your opinion with people um, mixing the modalities? Like, you know, if you are a massage therapist and you're doing massage and then maybe at the end, maybe doing some cranial sacral therapy, I mean, what are your thoughts on mixing the modalities with other things? Well, um, I think once the practitioner is fluent in these various modalities, to mix them can be a beautiful thing. I have no problem with that at all. Um, I think that when a practitioner is first learning this work or hasn't been doing it for a while, then it's important that they actually practice. And I always tell my students, practice for free practice just that work. So you get good at it. 
So you understand really what it is and you get to know it inside out. And then you can just begin to seamlessly combine it with other modalities. So I think, as I always tell my students, it's such an individual thing. Sometimes it's the perfect combination. There are many acupuncturists, actually, who combine acupuncture with craniosacral therapy. And I think that's just beautiful. So I would never say, no, don't do it, unless somebody is kind of fumbling with it. And often, um, I feel it's quite valuable for students who are already massage therapists to then say to their clients, their paying clients, hey, would it be okay if I give you an extra 20 or 30 minutes because I am learning craniosacral therapy. I'm not going to charge you for it. But I would um, be excited to practice on you if you have time and if you'd be willing to give me some feedback because the practice client's feedback is so important to the new uh, the, the, the student and new practitioner. Is that helpful? Yeah, absolutely. And another question to follow up with that is, you know, if people are searching for this type of therapy, how do you know that somebody's legit? Um, you know, what what are questions that a person should ask to make sure that the person has proper training? Because I know your training's three years long. Yes. <laughs> people go in depth with this training. So is there yes. are there certain questions that they should ask these therapists or how do you know for sure that it's a, a true person trained in a legit study of cranial sacral therapy. I think that is such a useful question. And when I have clients who are moving out of the area or wanting their family members across the country to find a good practitioner, uh, yes, these questions come up. And I think there are several questions that should be asked. One of my favorites is what percentage of your work is craniosacral therapy? I think that's a great question. Is it 100% or is it 5%? Are you only getting to practice on people once a month? You know, so asking what percentage of your work is craniosacral therapy is so useful. And how, what was your training? See, a lot of clients don't even understand how to um, ask that question or understand what kind of training. So I think the number of hours, uh, number of classes that you've had. Yeah, you know, you, I hate to say it, but, you know, why go to a practitioner who's just had a couple of weekends of classes? That ain't it. You know, you really want somebody who has made the effort, and, and this is true, I think, for all modalities. You know, the more experience, the more education, and do you continue to educate yourself? Luckily now, we can look at people's websites, and you can't always know, but you can look at people's bios, and you can get a sense of, um, you know, how important is this to their work. If you're looking at... Uh, a website of somebody and they have 25 different modalities listed, chances are craniosacral therapy is not going to be at the top of their list. I also love it when people have had training in various types of craniosacral therapy. I mean, I think that's just a plus, but it isn't, it isn't the, the clincher. It's so, 
I'm trying to think if there are any other good questions. Well, and about how many hours when you said, you know, hours of study with, with what you teach and the certification that people get from you, how many hours is that? Well, according to, um, biodynamic practitioners around the world, the sort of, um, the gold standard is a 700 hour training. That doesn't mean that that's 700 class hours. That includes homework. It includes a ton of practice sessions, writing up practice sessions, projects um, that are required if you want to be certified. So the biodynamic model, the biodynamic gold standard for training, for certification, is really the most um, uh, biggest commitment, if you will, for a craniosacral therapist to undertake. The, um, the Upledger Institute has tons and tons of classes. You do not have to take very many classes to get your first level certification. And there are a lot of people out there who feel like, oh, that's not quite it. You know, maybe that should change where they do have to be required to take more classes before they can be certified. So now they have different levels of certification. But again, the average person on the street, you know, is may not know that that's the case. So that can be a little bit tricky, but you can look online. You can look at the, at upledger.com and you can actually see how many classes somebody has taken from the Upledger Institute. So in, for instance, if you look at my um, profile on the Upledger um, Institute's website, you won't see all the other training that I've had that had nothing to do with them. So it's very tricky if, if you don't really know what you're looking for and what to ask. So I think it's totally fine and legitimate and advised to say, tell me something about your training. Excellent. And of course, I, you know what I forgot and how long have you been doing this? You know, I've been doing this for 22 years. Right. There's plenty of people out there who haven't been working that long, but I'd say, you know, you get anybody who's been doing it for five years plus, 10 years is even better. Um, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be good at it if this is their passion and their love, and they're still seeing clients for this work that they love. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming back on. I now feel like your podcast is really complete. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm and I, glad. And I hope that we answered some more questions to the listeners out there that um, listened to your first podcast. So if you haven't, just uh, head on back to the Path 11 podcast and take a look at the first one that we did with Marjorie on cranial sacral therapy. And would you like to let people know just one more time what your website is? Yes, my website is craniosacraleducation.com. Great. And from there, there's actually a link that says craniosacral sessions that will take you to another website, but that link will take you to more information about having individual sessions with me. So that might be very helpful for your listeners. And I would invite anybody to um, send me an email if you have any questions. I love to be helpful. So thank you so much, April. Thanks, Marjorie. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. If you'd like more information about our films or to purchase our DVDs, you can head on over to our website at thepastseries.com. They're also available to purchase on amazon.com. 
Our films are also streaming online at Vimeo.com, GaiumTV.com, and iTunes. If you have a show suggestion or would like us to interview someone specifically, please feel free to shoot us an email at info at thepastseries.com or send us a tweet at the past series. Please rate and review us in iTunes and subscribe. We hope you enjoyed the show.